Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest. He's a repeat guest. He's none other than Mr. George Ross. George is the very definition of a true expert in real estate, having been in business for close to 70 years, 92 years of age, one of the wisest men I know. Listen to my conversation with George Ross. Hey, Victor. Good evening, George. How are you? I'm fine. How are we doing? Doing well. What's doing up in your area? Well, we actually just got back. We took the whole team off to Banff National Park for a week for a Banff great. retreat. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely out there. It's real. I love the Canadian Rockies. Yeah. Yeah, it's a spectacular oh, place. What did you do? Take the family? Uh, took the family as well, yeah. Oh, wonderful. That's good. It's good to get away. Yes. So it was very good. And um, hoping to slow down for the end of the year, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. It's just... <laughs> well, things, a lot of things going on. It's pretty, pretty uh, scary, but interesting. Absolutely. Prices are out of sight. Yes. As far as uh, real estate is concerned, investments, in, and it's... Uh, uh, I think people are, are banking on the fact that they, with inflation, everything is going to go up. So now is a good time to buy it. They're not wrong. I think it's a great place to kick off the conversation. Uh, so uh, let's jump right in. Wow. There's just so much going on. I mean, who would have thought we'd be in a fifth wave of this pandemic that looks like it's precipitating a bunch of shutdowns all over the world. Thankfully, not much in the U.S. so far, but there's yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Well, there's no question you don't know what's happened, but there's it's, it's also a fear. Now, the reality is not as is not great, but the fear is there. And the fear is sometimes perception is more important than real than real life. And that's what you have here. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we find ourselves again, you know, in a highly inflationary environment. I know we talked about inflation uh, last time. And I, I guess the, the question I think is on a lot of people's minds, certainly on my mind as well, is in an inflationary environment, how do you underwrite? How do you, I, I know you said many times before that eventually over the long term, real estate will take care of itself. And that's absolutely, absolutely true, right? Absolutely. So the question is, how far into the future or how patient are you willing to be? And at what point? Like, well, he, the, Yeah, that's a, that's, a, but that's a pretty broad question because it, it depends on what are you buying and what are you holding on to? What are you looking at? The, the, what, you lo what your reality is for what investments you make. Every, every investment has a timeline. Mm -hmm. One year, two years, five years, uh, forever, or as long as it's making money. And you have to segregate your investments into packages. So what am I going to do for one family houses? What am I going to do for buying and distressed property, building it and rebuild and reselling it? So it's building some kind of a portfolio of various different projects and working with each one on a separate basis. So how important is it? How many dollars do I want to invest? So it's really a time for creative thinking. Uh, and depending upon how much money you have, what you're looking to do, and looking for your, where do you want to be in the future. So uh, I think it's a wonderful it's a wonderful time for somebody for people to buy to get into the market. Why? Because the average person doesn't want to get in the market. Well, I don't know. It's inflation. They get terrified, and they don't want to take part in it, or they want to sell, or they want to get out, and they don't know what to do uh, and where to go. And for somebody who's interested in real estate, it's an ideal situation because that's not going to disappear. It's there. It's always going to be there. 
And it's just a question of what's it worth and how many, how, how much people want to pay for it, how much they need living expense. So it's, it's, it's not a virtual reality like you have. It's a real reality. It's in a particular location and will always be in that location, whether it's good, bad, or, or mediocre, depends on what's going on in, the, in that particular area. But as far as an investment is concerned, if you've got money that you want to want to spend, that's a great investment. Even if the prices are fairly high now, they're going to get higher. The reason they're going to get higher is it's going to, the, the fact that you've got something built or you bought it at a point in time, it's going to cost, it's definitely going to cost more in the future because of inflation. So a house that you could that, that now you could buy for $200,000 if you wanted to replace that house in five years, it's got to be four hundred thousand or three fifty at this point because of the cost of construction, materials, labor, and so forth. So you're saying replacement cost is the driver. Now, of course, anyone with a brain recognizes that interest rates are going up. They have to. Yes. Um, so, at what point will interest rates trigger a lowering of prices? At a certain point, that cost of borrowing gets. You don't know. That's a very hard question. And I don't know really how to come up with the answer because the banks are sitting with so much money. Hmm. So it's, it's how much are they willing to invest and where and what rates do they want? They want to go short term, long term. They, it's, it's so indecisive. I can't find lending institutions that want to go out for 20 years except on one family houses. Well, that's ridiculous because you're saying that's the only thing that should really be good. And the people who run family houses, why should I? I've already refinanced. Or have, why should I go in and increase the amount of the mortgage? What am I going to do with the money? So it's it's a it's a stalemate. People who have it don't that have the property that you could borrow against don't want to borrow. They don't need the money. Right. And the banks are sitting with it, and they don't know don't know how to put it out. And they remember when things were bad. And they remember when when you if you had to foreclose on properties, they were overbuilt and undervalued, overvalued, all of that. So that's the atmosphere that you're in, which is unusual. But I don't know. I I don't see it changing dramatically. I don't. I, when it comes to banks at this point, how much do they pay for money for your money? Nothing. Nothing. So if they can borrow it for nothing and and use it and make loans, if they're satisfied, they shouldn't. Should they be doing it? No. Right. I mean, they should be they should be looking for longer term investments that are commensurate on the assumption that the real that the value of the asset will appreciate over a period of time or at least stay the same. So if they're looking at inflation, they know then they should be judging what their their lending practices to the inflationary trends. But that's not a banks are bankers are not smart. If they were smart, they wouldn't be bankers. They'd be investors. Absolutely. So it's a weird it's a it's a weird time, but a wonderful as far as I'm concerned, a great time if somebody's got money or the availability of money. It's a great time to borrow it and invest it wisely in something that's going to go up in the because of the inflation. I have always said, and you, you know, I've said borrow as much as you can for as long as you can, as long as you have the right to prepay. So if the interest rates go up, you can thumb your nose at the bank because you don't have to worry about it. If interest rates go down, you refinance. But to have working capital is a to me today is a is, is fabulous. There are so many attractive opportunities. Why? Because 
the average person is terrified. So they say, I don't want to be there. I don't want to buy. I don't want to do. They don't know what to do. But for a, for a smart investor, I don't know anything. What, what's, what's better than real estate? It's always going to be there. It's limited in quantity. People are going to have to live somewhere. There, there are cities which are growing by leaps and bounds. There are areas which were previously un, relatively uninhabited that now all of a sudden there's a big push. People want to get out of cities and go into local areas. So the trends are there. All you have to do is say, where do I want to be and how can I take advantage of it? Well, you can't take advantage of it if you don't have working capital. How do you get working capital? You got to borrow somewhere or put together a syndicate or some or have some group money that's got a lot of money and say, what do I do with it? You got to come up with the answer. I love that answer. uh, Tremendous opportunities. We we feel the same way. We're seeing literally the all you can eat buffet of opportunity. Absolutely. There's no question about it. And that's even with keeping a really high bar on our underwriting criteria. Sure. And not saying yes to everything that comes along. Correct. Correct. But I can honestly say that in, in today's environment, paying a high something that you seek is a very high price is is worthwhile if it's in the if it's the right product in the right location, because it's only going to get better. Some of the best deals I have seen made in my lifetime are the ones where somebody overpaid for a piece of property. And I said, how could you pay that? Question is, it was the right location and it's going to get better over a period of years, which it did. And then it, they got the benefit of the fact that they bought it at what was a seemingly high price, but over after five years, it was low because the whole area was changing or the environment for investing was changing. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know one of your often quoted examples, of course, is the Trump Tower itself or even 40 Wall Street, Columbus Circle. Yeah. Absolutely. Which you went. And uh, Trump, t- and as far as Trump Tower, it's the most va- valuable block in this whole city of New York, Fifth Avenue and 57th Street. They paid a high price for it. And everybody says, you're crazy that this to pay such a high price for that. So, yeah, but people who want to live on 57th and Fifth Avenue, and when everybody's paying, building condos where they're getting 2,000 a square foot, if I, if I give them a little extra amenities, I can get 6,000 a square foot. So I can make up for the fact that I'm overpaying because we're talking location. And you know what they say about real estate, location, location, location. That's it. I love my conversations with George. He's been through so many economic cycles. He's got a perspective that few others have. When you're in the thick of things, it's sometimes difficult to make sense of it. Now, we've talked about inflation before. And just when you think inflation won't go any higher, it does. George's message is very simple. Don't bet against inflation. Inflation is here to stay at one level or another. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.